just have faith and confidence in God that God has directed us in this path. God knows what we need. God knows who's here. God knows who's not here. God knows what somebody needs to hear. I know every sermon's not for everybody. Every message is not for the whole congregation. Even though we can all learn, amen, something or get something out of it, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just going to try to follow the Lord this morning. In Luke chapter 7 and verse 37, I'm going to read this verse of scripture and then let you be seated. Luke 7 and verse 37 says, And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. Behold, pay attention. There was a woman in this city that was a sinner. You can be seated this morning. Luke chapter 18 and verse 13 says, And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift so up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He needed God's attention, didn't he? Luke chapter 19, verse 5 through 7 says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste, and he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, the religious crowd saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be guest with a man that is a sinner. John chapter 8 and verse 4, they say unto him, Master, this woman, this woman, this particular woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Praise God. Four verses of Scripture found in four different places in the Word of God. Amen. And in these verses this morning, we have two men, two women. Amen. All four from different families. All four from different parts of the city. Amen. That they lived in. All four of these people had different backgrounds. They all had, had different experiences in life. And I'm not going to take time, amen, to try to delve into all of that this morning, praise God. I simply want to make a point, amen, here today. Hallelujah. Amen. So all of these people were different. Two, amen, women, amen, who were never named. Two men and only one of them had a name. His name was Zacchaeus. Hallelujah. So we had three unnamed individuals and one person that we do know his name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. They came from all different backgrounds and all different places. Hallelujah. Amen. Yet all of them are grouped together. Amen. With something in common. A certain element that made all of them a part of, amen, the very same group. Hallelujah. Amen. This group that we're talking about this morning is not a gang. Amen. I'm not talking about a gang. I'm not talking about a team. I'm not talking about a sorority, a cult, a club. Amen. Or a lodge this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about a group of people. Amen. In which, amen, there are no membership fees. Amen. To belong to this group. Amen. There's no rules to follow. Amen. And there is no contract to sign. Hallelujah. Amen. They all have a common bond. All four of these different individuals that we read about this morning, they all have a common bond. Amen. And that common bond is sin. That common bond is sin. Amen. The group name this morning, since it doesn't have another name, amen, the group name this morning is the human race. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And every member knows, every member of the human race knows what sin is. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not drafted into this group. Praise God. Amen. We're not. Amen. We don't have to pay membership dues. Amen. We're not. Amen. We don't have to sign a contract to be a part of this group. We're not drafted. Amen. Into this group. Praise God. Amen. We're, we're born into this group. We're born into this group. We're born into sin. Because Psalms chapter 51 and verse 5 says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. Amen. I was shapen in iniquity and in sin. Amen. Did my mother conceive me. Hallelujah. So, amen. We were born, amen, with this sin problem. It was born in us. Born with a sin problem. Hallelujah. Amen. This group called the human race has no ethnic boundaries. Amen. It has no ethnic boundaries. It is an all-inclusive race. Hallelujah. It includes the black, the white, the red, the yellows, and any other mixture of colors that we could think about and come up with this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So, praise God, there are no boundaries, amen, to this human race. It is an all-inclusive race. The human race is defined, amen, as, look it up in the dictionary. Look it up. Amen. All people. Praise God. You look up human race, amen, it will define it. All people, amen, all living human beings on the planet earth. Praise God. But we are all a part, amen, of the human race. Praise God. Skin color doesn't matter. Social status, amen, has no bearings. Amen. Nobody's left out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 3, three and verse 23 says, amen, for all have sinned. Amen. The word all means all. Amen. Everybody included. Amen. In this all. Praise God. For all have sinned. Amen. And come short of the glory of God. That includes me. That includes you. That includes everybody on this planet. Hallelujah. Amen. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There was only one sinless human being that ever lived. And that was Jesus Christ. Amen. Everybody that has a heart, amen, pumping warm red blood through their bodies has a problem with sin. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19 says, For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. For out of the heart, we've all got hearts that beat blood, right? Amen. I'm not, I know it's not really talking about that pump in our chest. Amen. There's pumping blood. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, for out of the heart, amen, proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, amen, thefts, false witnesses, and blasphemies. Amen. And it could take up an entire, amen, book if it went on naming all of the sins that could be included, amen, in that list. Praise God. So, amen. Uh, sin... Uh, 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 originates in the heart. Amen. Sin, amen, blooms in our life and proceeds in our life. Amen. From our heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. We all, amen, at some point in life or another had heart problems. Praise God. We had, amen, a problem with sin in our heart. Hallelujah. Now you may say this morning, it ain't that way, preacher. It ain't that way with me. I'm just a good person. You know, I, I, I do everything perfectly. I do everything just right. It ain't that way with me. I don't have no problems with sin. I don't have no problems with, amen, uh, temptations and lust and all this other stuff. Well, amen. You, you might need to stop and think about what the Word of God says about that. In First John chapter 1 and verse 8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we say we don't have problems with sin, huh? the truth ain't in us. That's what the Bible says. So you need to quit saying, it ain't that way, preacher, with me. You need to open uh, your eyes and understand, hey, amen, ain't none of us out of here yet. Amen. And we're all capable of falling into sin. Uh, that don't mean that we got to go out and purposely commit sin every day. Hallelujah. But, amen, we can all fall into sin. Amen. So let's not say, hey, 
Hallelujah. Well, that ain't a problem with me. Amen. The Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 14, But every man is tempted, amen, when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Hallelujah. Amen. When we let the lust of the flesh, amen, overpower, amen, the power of God in our lives, then we can, even though, amen, we're sitting in church, living for God, trying to live for God, amen, that lust, amen, can draw us away from God. Hallelujah. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Praise God. I got to slow down here. The big problem today is not the political arena. Even though there is a big problem there. Amen. The big problem. Somebody say the big problem. The big problem today is not in the political arena. Why are you saying that, Brother Morrell? Amen. The word, key word there is today. <laughs> Amen. The big problem today is not in the political arena. Amen. Because Democrats and Republicans have always fought one another. And there's nothing going to do, there's nothing that's going to change that. We're not going to wake up on Monday morning and look out and, amen, and see the Republicans and the Democrats all hugging one another's necks, patting each other on the back. Saying nice, kind words to each other and about each other. It ain't going to happen, folks. Amen. It ain't going to happen. They've been fighting ever since there was a Democrat. They've been fighting ever since they, amen, invented Republicans. Praise God. Hallelujah. They've been political opponents. Amen. And they will continue to be political opponents. Amen. And these political opponents will be fighting until the day that Jesus comes. Amen. And sets up his own government down here. Hallelujah. Amen. So the big problem today is not the political, amen, scene. Even though there are big problems there. Praise God. The big problems today are not taxes. <laughs> Oh, you're lying now, preacher. I said the big problem. Amen. Somebody once said that there's only two things certain in life, and that's death and taxes. And they pretty much got it right. Praise God. Death and taxes. The problem with that is we got to add now. Amen. Hallelujah. They've added some taxes onto us after we die. Hallelujah. We got death taxes that's been added. We can live our life, pay taxes from. Amen. The first day that we earn a dollar, amen, we can pay, pay taxes for the, amen, our entire life. And then when we die, they want to put a death tax on us. So they want to put an inheritance tax on our, uh, our kids, amen, or whoever we leave money to. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to be paying taxes for the rest of our lives. And when we die, they'll hit us with a death tax or an inheritance tax or something. They're going to get all, all, all that they can out of us. That ain't going to change. The big problem today is not guns. It's not drugs, and it's not gangs. Praise God. If they were to take all of our guns away from us tomorrow, we will find a way to keep killing each other. Amen. We will, if it's even with our bare hands. Amen. If we can't find a rock or a knife or a stick or something, amen, we will find some way. If they were to take all of our guns, amen. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hallelujah. So if they took all of our guns away to try to stop people from killing people, they will soon find out. They'll still find a way, right? Amen. So guns are not the problem. Praise God. Amen. Gangs are not the problem. Amen. If we lock up all of the gangs and arrest all of the drug traffickers here in America, amen, somebody will still find a way to get drugs in. Doesn't matter. They'll find a way. They'll find a loophole. They'll find a crack somewhere. They'll find a hole somewhere, amen, to get in, into this country, amen, with their illegal drugs. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I've talked to several people, amen, that have spent a lot of time in prison. Praise God. Hallelujah. And everyone that I've talked to that spent time in prison, they all say the same thing. Amen to me. Amen. They say, Preacher, amen, you can get any drug in the prison. Amen. That you can get out on the streets. Hallelujah. So, we, we lock up the drug dealers. We lock up the gang members. We put them in the prison thinking, well, they're going to get in there and they're going to rehabilitate themselves. They're going to, amen, get an education. They're going to try to better themselves. And all the while, amen, the prison wardens and the prison guards are finding ways to get drugs, amen, to our prisoners. 
Hallelujah. So, what can we say? Those are problems. They're not the big problem. The big problem, again, this morning is sin. Amen. And we all know what that is. Amen. We all know what sin is. Hallelujah. Amen. And not only do we all know what sin is, we all know the guilt. Amen. We all need know the shame. We all know the hurt. Amen. That sin, sin has brought into our lives, right? Amen. We all know what it feels like to sin. We all know the guilt that we feel. Amen. When we sin before God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The big problem is sin. The big question is, what are we going to do about that sin? Hallelujah. That's the question this morning. Amen. I've identified the big problem. The big problem, amen, is sin this morning. Now, what are we going to do about that sin? Amen. We can do what others do. We can do what a lot of other people do. We can deny it. Amen. We can deny sin. Hallelujah. We can deceive ourselves and deny sin. Amen. We can pretend that it's not there. Hallelujah. Amen. Or we can just cover it up so that nobody else will know about that sin. Amen. You know, people have become very masterful in covering up sin today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. They, 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 they try to cover it up. Let me tell you something. Covering up sin don't work. Amen. You, you may just try to cover up your sin so nobody will know. But, hey, I'm telling you something. They're going to know. Amen. You know why they're going to know? Because the Bible says they're going to know. Can't hide sin forever. Amen. The Bible says, amen, in Luke chapter 12, amen, there is nothing. Somebody say nothing. There's nothing covered that shall not be revealed. There is nothing hid that shall not be known. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12 and verse 2. Amen. Nothing covered up that's not going to be brought out in the open. Nothing hid. Amen. That's not going to be revealed. And then Luke chapter 8 and verse 17 says, For nothing is secret. Nothing is secret. We got people all over the world. Amen. They... They, they think they've got all these little secrets going on. And they're keeping things hid and covered up. And, amen. And, and, and nobody knows about it. Praise God. Amen. The Bible says, for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. Whoa. Well, well what are you trying to do here this morning? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get us to the point is, uh, uh, here's what I, I'm trying to get us to the point of, amen, is that if we, amen, have sin in our life, we don't need to try to cover it up. We don't need to try to hide it, amen, because it will eventually be brought out in the light. For nothing is secret that shall not be manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. That which is done in the closet is going to be shouted from the mountaintop. That which is, going, is done in secret is going to be shouted, amen, from the housetop. Praise God. Amen. What are you getting at, preacher? Sin don't just go away on its own. It don't go away on its own. This is a big problem, and we all, amen, have issues with this problem, praise God. But sin just don't go away on its own. Hallelujah. Amen. And you can't do anything about it on your own. Oh, that's a, hey man, that, that, that's, that's something we need to hear this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't do anything, hey man, about sin on your own. You got to have help to deal with sin. You got to have help to deal with sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. Here's what we need to know. Amen. Here's what we need to know. Jesus, amen, wants us to bring our problems, amen, with sin, amen, to him. And I know this is elementary. I know nobody's going to go away from here today and think, whoa, what a great revelation. Hallelujah. This is all simple stuff. Amen. But it's simple stuff that we need to be reminded of sometimes. Hallelujah. I had a man preach two hours and a half one time on splitting the atom bomb. And when he got it split, I still didn't know how he had it split. I still didn't understand how he split that atom. So I'm not splitting atoms this morning. Amen. I could preach about Adam, the first man in the garden. Amen. That brought sin into existence, Adam and Eve. Amen. But I'm not even going to go that route this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus wants us to bring our problems with sin to him. Amen. Because he alone can help us. Hallelujah. Amen. The woman with the alabaster box had problems. 
Amen. The publican with no name had problems. Amen. The adulterous woman with no name had problems. Hallelujah. Amen. Zacchaeus, the only man that we know had a name. Amen. He had a problem and it was all with sin. So sin don't just run in the men folk. <laughs> Even though you women probably think it does. We're bigger sinners than y'all women folks are. But I'm sure you, you can throw all kind of mud at us. Hallelujah. Amen. But according to these scriptures, those women had problems with sin too. Huh? Men and women both alike. All of us are alike. We're in the human race. We're homo sapiens. And we're all in the human race. And we all got a big problem. Amen. But every one of these people that I read, these little short verses of scripture to you about this morning, hallelujah, they all somehow found their way to Jesus. Every one of these people somehow found their way to Jesus. Luke chapter 7 and verse 47 is again a no-name woman with an alabaster box that heard that Jesus, amen, was somewhere. Praise God. And she went and she broke her alabaster box and poured it and anointed Jesus' body. Luke chapter 7 and verse 47 says, Wherefore I say unto you, or thee, he's talking to the people in the house that had witnessed this woman breaking her alabaster box. He said, Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, this woman right here who's bowed down at my knees, he who has broken this alabaster box and anointed my body. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, you hadn't done anything about your sin issue since I've been in your house. Amen. But this woman has come in and fell on her feet and worshipped me. Amen. And, and, and humbled herself down before me. Broke that alabaster box. Hallelujah. Made me to know, amen, what was in her heart. Hallelujah. That she wanted a relationship with me greater than she wanted the money. Amen. That she could have sold that alabaster box. Amen. And, amen. And got the money out of it. Hallelujah. She was willing to break it and Anoint me with it. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, amen, he was speaking to the rest of them in the house and said, her sins, which are many. Woman was quite a sinner. She was well known in town to be a sinner. Hallelujah. Everybody in the house knew that she was a sinner. Her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. He threw that at them. Amen. The religious crowd that, 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 that wasn't thinking about their sins. Amen. They wasn't thinking about humbling themselves down before God. Amen. Or the Lord Jesus Christ. They wasn't thinking about, amen, anything. Amen. To pay Jesus any special attention. Amen. While he was in their house. But she, a stranger, came in. Amen. And Jesus said, I'm going to forgive her sins. Amen. For her act of obedience here today. And then Luke chapter 18, verse 13 and 14 says, And the publican, another unnamed individual, standing afar off, would not lift so much as his eyes unto heaven. Amen. Standing way out there, he began to smite his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Oh, God. You know what he did? He acknowledged who he was. He acknowledged what he was. And he simply, simply asked God to be merciful, amen, to him, a sinner. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, amen, people make it so hard, amen. They, they got it in their mind that it takes so much and it's so hard, amen, to come to God today, hallelujah, amen, which in reality it is not hard to come to God today, amen. All you got to do is come and admit who you are and what you are, amen, and ask for God's mercy upon your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the others. Amen. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, but he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. We find a little key element here. 
Amen. Hallelujah. How we can get help with this big problem of sin. Amen. We've got to humble ourselves. Amen. Under the mighty hand of God. We've got to humble ourselves. Just like the woman with the alabaster box. Hallelujah. Just like the man that stood afar off and beat his chest. Said God, have mercy on me a sinner. Hallelujah. Their humility got God's attention. Their humility got God's attention. Amen. Let me tell you something. It didn't take a day. It didn't take a week. It didn't take a month. It didn't take a year. Amen. For God to move on their sin situation. God moved. Amen. In that very moment. Hallelujah. Amen. And begin to touch them and forgive them of their sins. Hallelujah. The publican went home justified. The rest of them went home with their sins. Luke chapter 19 verse 9 and 10 says, And Jesus said unto him, him who, Zacchaeus, this day is salvation come to this house. This day is salvation come to this house. Who's he talking to? He's talking to a man that, amen, for the life of him, amen, he wanted to see Jesus. He was a little bit of a short man. He couldn't see over the heads of the crowd. Amen, he knew Jesus was passing by. Praise God. So what did he do? What did he do? Did he go home? Amen. Did he go home and, you know, uh, cry on his pillow? Hallelujah. Did he go home and, amen, and just say, well, I won't ever get to see Jesus? No. Amen. Hallelujah. He climbed up. This was a grown adult man, folks. He might have been a short dude, but hey, hallelujah. Amen. He didn't, he didn't care how foolish he looked. He didn't care how crazy he may have looked to the crowd. Amen. That was looking on. But here, this adult grown man, amen, climbed up the sycamore tree, amen, so that he could fasten his eyes eyes on Jesus amen and Jesus came by and said to him this day amen salvation come to this house for as much as he also is the son of Abraham amen for the son of man has come amen the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost hallelujah Zacchaeus was lost but he found Jesus that day because Jesus went to his house. Amen. Hallelujah. Zacchaeus became a new man. Praise God. He started acting different. Started talking different. Amen. He started doing a lot of things different. Because Jesus. Amen. He took Jesus home to his house. Oh, come on. You didn't get that. Amen. If you're here this morning and you need some changes in your life, you need some changes in your world. Amen. You need some changes in your home. Amen. I challenge you this morning. Amen. Why don't you take Jesus home with you? Hallelujah, Jesus. Take him home with you. Let him help you. Let him change you. Praise God. John 8 and 11. The adulterous woman thrown at the feet of Jesus, condemned by, amen, the Pharisees. Amen. He asked her, you know, where, where are your accusers, ma'am? Where are they gone? Where's those that accused you? Accused you? She said, no man accused me. Amen. She said, no man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Amen. Hallelujah. Condemnation of the world don't matter to Jesus. Amen. His, his grace and his mercy, amen, can supersede, amen, anything, hallelujah, amen, that the religious world or anybody else in the world, amen, whether they're religious or not, amen, can ever throw at you. Everybody could have been standing around her, amen, deeming her the adulterous woman. No, but they ran away when they looked in the eyes of Jesus, knew that he was going to do something special that day, left her alone with Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It may, it, may, it may take you and I getting alone with Jesus. Praise God. Getting away from the voices that condemn us. Getting away from the people that condemn us. Amen. Getting away, amen, from, hallelujah, all the accusations. Praise God. Yeah. Hey, she could have jumped up and said, yeah, I, I was, I, I'm an adulterous woman. Huh? But she didn't. She just took it all in stride. Praise God. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. What is my point in all these four people 
Amen. Only through Christ can we conquer sin. Only through Christ can we have forgiveness of sin. Can we conquer sin? Amen. Can we defeat sin? Praise God. It'll be a battle. Amen. To the day that he comes and takes us out of here. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't matter whether you got the Holy Ghost or not. Praise God. Amen. Even though you got the Holy Ghost, you're still going to have to battle with sin. Amen. You're still going to have a battle with the lust of your flesh. You're still going to have, amen, things that try to creep in. Amen. And contaminate your walk with God. Hallelujah. But these four people, amen, found out, hey, I can go to Jesus. Amen. And I can find help with my sin problem. Amen. All, all four of them found the problem solver. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and when they found the problem solver, Luke chapter 15 and verse 7 comes into play. Amen. There is joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. More than over the 99 just persons which need no repentance. Amen. It ought to say, or I'd like to change it to say, amen, there's joy in heaven over one sinner. Amen. That repenteth more than over the 99 persons who think they don't ever need to repent. <laughs> we walk around with that attitude. We're going to go to hell in a handbasket. Hallelujah. The Apostle Peter looked at Jesus at the Last Supper. They're there having the Last Supper. The supper's over. Peter's there. The rest of the apostles are there. Amen. Jesus wants to leave them an example of humility. So he straps a, a towel around his waist and he gets down and begins to wash the feet of the, of the disciples. And uh, Peter looks on at that in his disapproval and uh, thinking like, you know, I don't know what was going through Peter's mind, but as Jesus made his way from one disciple to another disciple, I'm sure he was making his way closer to Peter. Uh, you know, as he as he got finished with one, he would move and he got finished with that and he'd move a little closer to Peter. Peter, amen, I don't know what got into Peter, but Peter got pretty brave. Amen. And he looked at Jesus and he said, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Pretty bold statement. <laughs> Jesus, you know, I know you're washing these other dudes' feet here. I sat here and watched. I don't, I don't know what I think about this. I, I don't know what I think about this washing feet deal. <laughs> you want to separate the sheep from the goats, have a foot washing service. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't supposed to laugh. Announce the foot washing service. Congregation goes from 150 to 25. Folks don't like to wash folks' feet. Hallelujah. Folks don't like to humble themselves down the way that Jesus did. Peter looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, you ain't never going to wash my feet. Jesus said, back to Peter, if I wash thee not, you will have no part with me. So I guess Peter said, well, I need to put my, I, I, you know, I don't know what Peter thought. He might have thought, well, I need to put my A game on here. You know, I need to reconsider this. Jesus, you ain't going to ever wash my feet. Because I certainly want to be a part of this man's kingdom. I certainly want to be a part of what he's doing. I've seen him. I've watched him heal the sick, raise the dead, open blinded. I've seen him do one miracle after a, after a miracle. And, you know, and now he's telling me if I don't, if, if, if I don't let him wash my feet, I, you know, I'm not going to have any part of him. So Peter looked at Jesus, and, and then he says, not my feet only. Jesus, I don't want you just to wash my feet. I want you to wash my hands. I want you to wash my head. Amen. Basically, Peter is saying to Jesus, Jesus, I want you to wash me all over. Hallelujah. Amen. Wash me all over. Praise God. Somebody, amen, this morning, when, when Peter finally submitted to the will of God, amen, after he had argued with about having his feet washed, he said, hey, amen, Jesus, I want to be a part of you and a part of your kingdom. Hallelujah. Wash me all over if you had to. Hallelujah, some of us need to get to the place that, hey, hey, man, we're willing to say, God, wash me all over. Amen. Some of us need to be washed all over from head to toe. 
In Acts chapter 2, that same Peter that said to Jesus, you're not going to wash my feet. That same Peter, after he was converted. Remember what Jesus told him, Peter, after thou art converted? After thou art converted, he was in the conversion process. He wasn't fully converted when he looked at Jesus and said, you ain't washing my feet. Hallelujah. But on the day of Pentecost, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. He got what he needed. Amen. Hallelujah. And he just happened to be the same man that God elected. Amen. To preach. Amen. The first message. Amen. Of the new covenant on the day of Pentecost. <coughs> Hallelujah. So, the same stubborn, rebellious man. Amen. In the process of the last 50 days or plus. Amen. Since he had said, Jesus, you'll never wash my feet had been fully uh, fully converted, praise God. He'd been to the upper room. He'd been praying and seeking God, amen, for days on end and nights on end. And then he was there when the glorious power of the Holy Ghost fell in that upper room. He was among the 120 that were filled, amen, with the power of the Holy Ghost that day, praise God. Well, amen, God not only filled him with the Holy Ghost that day, but God elected him, amen, to preach the first message, amen, in the new covenant, amen, dispensation of time, praise God. Hallelujah. And that's Chapter 2 and verse 37. Amen. Peter's just got through preaching to them. Amen. Making them know and realize, hey, it's you that hung Jesus on the cross. Amen. It's you that are guilty of his innocent blood. Hallelujah. Verse 37 says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and unto the rest of the apostles, Amen. They weren't just asking Peter. They was asking Peter and the rest of the apostles. And if they were not in agreement, then why didn't the rest of the apostles stand up and say something to Peter? Amen. He said, amen, what Jesus had taught him to say. Hallelujah. When they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? We're guilty. Amen, we need help. Amen, we're sinners. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So their hearts were pricked. They asked the question, What do I need to do? What do I need to do? I wish to God that people would ask that question today. I really do. Amen. If people would just come up to you and ask, what do I need to do, preacher? Amen. Make, it'd make my job so much easier. Make other ministers' jobs so much easier. Hallelujah. But today we have to get up and snort and preach and holler and scream. Amen. Just to try to make somebody realize that they are a sinner. Hallelujah. And they need to repent. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. What shall we do? What must we do? Amen. To right our wrong. Amen. What have we got to do? Amen. To right the wrong that, that we did. Amen. Toward Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Peter said, Repent. Amen. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I want to I say this this morning. Hallelujah. If the big problem is sin, and we all know that it is, that's the biggest problem we face today, sin. Amen. We've also got to realize Jesus has the answer to the big problem. Amen. The Word of God has the answer to the big problem of sin. Brother Clint, if you want to come, maybe play a little music here in just a minute. I'm about done here. Praise God. And I know you're, you're, you're amazed. Hallelujah. Jesus has the answer to the sin problem. You know what? The, if Jesus was standing right here in flesh himself and you were to ask him, Jesus, what do I need to do to be saved? He would look at you and say, what did the apostles say? What did the apostles teach you in the word of God? I'm not going to contradict what the apostles said. Because the apostles were not contradicting what I had said. They were simply carrying the message. 
to a lost and dying generation. Amen. Jesus has the answer to the sin problem. And it's the same today as it's always been. Since Peter got up on the day of Pentecost and preached it that day. Hallelujah. It's repent. Amen. It's to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Hallelujah. Get washed from head to toe. Amen. Get all of those sins remitted. Get all of those sins removed. Get them all washed away in the baptistry. Oh, it can't be that easy, preacher. Oh, yes, it can. Salvation's not hard. Amen. Salvation's not hard. People make it hard. Amen. You simply got to bow your head and pray and repent. And then you've got to allow a minister, amen, to baptize you, amen, in water in the name of Jesus Christ. For, what for, preacher? Why I got to get baptized? Well, the Bible says, for the remission of sins. If you want your sins remitted, that's the answer to all of those long time sins that you still got hanging on you. Repent, be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It worked back then. Why do you say that? How do you know it worked? The Bible says there were 3,000 souls added to the church that day. I don't know how many was in the streets of Jerusalem. I don't know how many heard the voice of Peter when he preached that day. Hallelujah. But they were at least 3,000 that heard him. Because they responded by repenting. And they responded, amen, by being baptized in water in Jesus' name. Amen. And when they did that, God responded to their their obedience by gloriously filling the 3,000 with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How do I know that? Because the Bible says there were 3,000 souls added to the church that day. It wasn't too long, too long after that. There was a day that there were 5,000 souls added to the church. My God, talk about a move of God. Talk about a powerful, amen, message. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, let me say this today. Amen. The message hadn't changed. It still works. And I want to say this today in trying to close. Repentance is not just a one-time occurrence. Amen. (laughs) Repentance is not just a one-time occurrence. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, walk up to the front of the church, shake a preacher's hand, ask him for a membership card so that you can be a member of the church. They don't say that nowhere. You can't find it. You won't find it. Amen. Because being born again... Amen. Don't have anything to do with shaking a preacher's hand and being a member of a church. It means being born again of the water and the spirit. Repenting, being baptized in the water in Jesus' name, getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something about repentance. Listen, folks. Repentance works the first time. And we've got evidence that by the scriptures that I chose to read to you this morning in those four different occasions. Amen. Those people were living out acts of repentance toward Jesus. And Jesus responded to their repentance in a positive way. Repentance worked the first time. But let me also add this. It will work the second time. It will work the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time. It will work the 10th time, the 20th time. Amen. And in me saying that, I'm not giving you a license to go out and sin. No. No, you need to go out, amen, every day. And you need to try your best, amen, to live above sin. You don't have to sin every day in spite of what religion tells you. Amen. You don't have to sin every day. Praise God. But, amen, hallelujah. If in, amen, your struggles with stuff, you find yourself... Amen. In a fallen condition, you find yourself, amen, even though you can look back down the road 10 years, 15 years, 25 years to a day that you repented and got baptized and received the Holy Ghost. 25 years later, if you find yourself in a fallen condition, you know 
that you have allowed things to come between you and God and you are not where you need to be with God. Hallelujah. Then I'm going to tell you, repentance will work again for you. It's the end of the year. There will be businesses all across this nation taking inventory. They'll be counting the goods on their shelves and trying to balance what they have on their shelves with the books that they have in the office. Amen. All kind of businesses taking inventory. They need to know, amen, how to restock their shelves for next year. How to get ready for what will hopefully be another good year. Amen. Here in America, praise God. I think we need to give God a hand clap of praise because he's turned our financial situation, amen, completely around. Amen, amen. I don't care who he uses. I don't care how he does it. Amen. But we were, we were as a nation going down a path of destruction. God has turned it around. I'm grateful for that. There will be businesses taking inventory of their stock, trying to get it all set up for hopefully another good year next year. They're taking inventory to see what they've got left on their shelves. I think somebody this morning might need to pause just a moment before we dismiss here and take inventory of your soul. Amen. If you examine, amen, your spiritual inventory. You're looking at your storehouse where you store your spiritual goods. If you can't find any peace on those shelves and you've run out of peace and you can't find any joy on those shelves because you've ran out of joy, if you can't find any happiness, any thrill in living for God and you're more on those shelves then you might need to just stop and consider why your shelves are empty why are your shelves empty I'll tell you why because somewhere along life's journey you've allowed sin to creep back in and sin has came in and robbed your shelves and now they're empty hallelujah Amen. I, I, I preach Wednesday night. Amen. Talking about, amen, how that we need to assess where we are in God and, amen, and see where we are. So if we need to make adjustments between now and the end of the year, amen, not wait till the last minute, not wait till, amen, it, it, it's the day before New Year and we got to try to figure out what's wrong. Amen. We need to take a whole month of December and try to get it figured out. If you have no joy, no peace, no love, no excitement, amen, no thrill in your heart anymore about, love, about living for God and loving God, then let me say this, amen, if you'll just turn around and look back down the trail, amen, the reasons your shelves are empty today, amen, is because you've allowed some sin somewhere to creep in, hallelujah, and steal all of that good stuff away. But in taking inventory, amen, not do we just look at times at the end of the year and see empty shelves. Hallelujah. But then God in His grace and mercy gives us the opportunity to come to an altar and talk to Him about our sin problems. Amen. Simply come and ask Him for forgiveness. For what you've allowed to come between you and him. And guess what you can do here today. Even today. Hallelujah. Amen. You can start restocking your shelves. With the things that the enemy has robbed from you. And stole from you. Over this past year. Maybe it's been the past six months. Maybe it's been the past two months. Maybe it's been the past five years. Slowly but surely, the enemy has robbed you of the good things that you had in God. Hallelujah. You need to acknowledge the problem is a sin problem. I want you to stand to your feet with me this morning. I want Brother Clint to sing something, play a little music here. 
I just simply want to open the, up the altar to anybody, hallelujah, that wants to come and take inventory. Hallelujah. If you want to come this morning and just simply take inventory. Amen. Do you want to consider where you stand with God? Hallelujah. Why? Amen. Why is it that, amen, you used to be excited and thrilled and happy and joyous and loving life and loving living for God, but now all of that has changed. If you can identify what you've allowed to come between you and God, I'm telling you exactly what you need to do. You need to get off your seat. You need to come up here and say, God, take this sin away. God, would you please forgive me of this thing that I've allowed to come between you and I. Oh, God, I've allowed, I've allowed this or I've allowed that. I've allowed these other things to come between me and you, God. Hallelujah. See, the big problem is sin. Hallelujah, Jesus. The big problem is sin this morning, but Jesus has the answer. Hallelujah. If you'll come and bow your knee to God, reach out to God in prayer. You're going to find a gracious, merciful kind. A gracious, merciful kind. God today. Hallelujah. You can get it fixed today. You can get it fixed this morning. Hallelujah. You can get back on the right path. You can get back on the right track, on the right trail. Amen. And you can go into 2020, hallelujah, with a fresh, amen, stock of goods, amen, in your storehouse. Hallelujah. Amen. You can walk into your storehouse and see it full again. Full of the things of God. Full. Hallelujah. Of things that, amen, you miss so nearly you miss that relationship with God you miss amen what you used to have with God oh you miss it you miss it you miss it come on and I'm just trying to challenge you to come back amen to an altar and get it all back get it all back hallelujah get it all back come on God's storehouse is full Supply house is full this morning. The Father's arms are open God, we need you this morning, God. We repent of our sins, God. We ask you for grace and mercy again, afresh and anew today, God. God, we're asking you, God, to forgive us of those things, God, that we've allowed to come. Amen. Between us and you, God. Hallelujah. The things that we have deemed so important, God. Hallelujah. Amen. That we just simply couldn't lay those things aside, God. Amen. And come to church and worship you and stay in love with you and live for you the way that we know that we live for you, God. Hallelujah. God, would you forgive us? With my head bowed and my knees, amen, bowed this morning, God, I'm humbly, I'm humbly asking you, God, to forgive me, hallelujah, of my negligence in our relationship. I've neglected you, God. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to Oh, wait. God, in the name of Jesus, touch Jesus these folks that are praying. God, forgive them, God, of their sins, God, today. Hallelujah. God, forgive us all today, God. We are not above sin, God. We are none of us. Hallelujah. God, if we've got shortcomings, if we've got failures, God, if we've got, amen, issues, God, we need your help, God. We're here today crying out for that help, God. Oh, God, I'm here today crying out for that help, God. I need you. Oh, God, I need to be renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost, God. I need to be renewed in my love and my dedication to you, oh, God, Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy Ghost right now, God. Holy Ghost right now, God. Hallelujah, God. Touch these, your people here today, God. Lord, we don't want anybody to miss out, God, when you call us home, God. We don't want to leave nobody behind. 
Amen. We don't want to. We don't want to see anybody left behind, God. Hallelujah. So renew us. So revive us. So strengthen us, God. Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is Take care of this issue today. Hallelujah. Why don't you simply pray and ask God for forgiveness and mercy. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today. There's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes and I feel like you're drawing, God. Hallelujah. God, just as you prick the hearts of those on the day of Pentecost, God, their hearts in here this morning that have been pricked. Pricked by the realization, hallelujah, that, amen, they've got sin in their lives. Pricked by the realization, God, that only you can help them. God, I'm asking you, God, hallelujah. Amen, to help them to move and help them, God, to seek help while help can be found. God, help us to find help while help can be found. Jesus. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. In my office this morning praying, not really knowing at that time, which direction the Lord was going to have me preach in because I had two more sermons that I was wanting to preach and then I had this sermon little simple sermon and God wanted me to share with you this today but I felt in the Holy Ghost that I, I, need, I need and I'm going to do that I'm going to obey God because for me to go to heaven I got to obey God too right hallelujah I felt the Spirit of God tugging at my heart to announce, listen, to announce a baptismal service next Sunday morning. By faith. I said, God, why are you leading me to do this? He said, don't question me, just announce it. Next Sunday morning, the baptistry is going to be full. The preacher is going to be ready. And I believe with all my heart, somebody's going to step up and say, Hey, preacher, I've repented. I've repented. And I need to take the second step. I need to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. Now, amen, nobody said anything to me. Nobody's asked me to baptize them. So I'm just simply taking a step of faith and saying there's somebody in here that needs to take that step in God's direction. I'm taking a step in your direction. I'm trying to challenge you and encourage you, amen, to get baptized in water in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I hope you take that challenge and you take a step in God's direction. Say, okay, God, I'm surrendering it all. I'm going to be baptized next Sunday morning. Hey, 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 listen. Amen. If you're deciding to do that, don't even come tell me about it. Just come to church next Sunday morning with a change of clothes. Just come to church next Sunday morning with a towel to dry off on. I don't even want to know. Don't tell me. Hallelujah. Just come next Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I won't. Hey, listen. I want to talk to the 
the members of Higher Praise Tabernacle. If you know somebody, amen, who has been in a process of repentance for some time. See, repentance can take just a little short time. But in some people, it takes a long time. Hallelujah. It takes days and weeks. Amen. Just because it's their own personal way of dealing with their sins. Maybe you know somebody that's been wrestling. That has been slowly but surely repenting. So slowly but surely trying to make changes in their lives. Amen. If you know somebody, amen, that fits that description. I want you to get in touch with them between now and next Sunday morning. Say, hey, you know, you know, you know. Amen. That the next step you need to take is to be baptized in water in Jesus. And try to encourage them. If it's a family member, amen, it's a friend. If it's whoever it is, it doesn't matter. Amen. Try to encourage somebody to take that next step. And come next Sunday morning to be baptized in water in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you for listening. Amen. Hallelujah. Shake hands, show yourself friendly. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. And don't forget choir practice today at 3.30.